Welcome to Dice and Suffering, home of more chaos than we have dice. And we have a lot of dice. Dice and Suffering presents Into the Waste, episode 15. Parental Ties. I'm Matt. I'm Alex. And I'm Carrie. Guys, welcome back to Dungeon Junkies. It is time now to hand over to today's Dungeon Master. Let me just check my notes here. Oh, God. Hey, Caitlin. He always does this bit whenever I'm... Whenever myself or Chad's about to record, where it's like the greatest horror. You two are both literally eldritch evils. Yes, but also we write the schedule together, and everyone's <laughs> everyone's nicknames on Zoom are relevant to their current <laughs> character. So it's not like this shit is a surprise. I always thought it was a compliment. <laughs> well, it is. Well, you know. I respect your evilness. Now, traumatize us, please. Ah. Be careful what you wish for, Matthew. That's a dangerous thing to say to me. Because we are in we are in my horrific, horrific, horrific trauma land. And yes, those three horrifics were necessary. Welcome back to Into the Waste. But we're not in the waste. But it's slowly creeping towards you and there's nothing you can fucking do about it. After the mild clusterfuck last time, which I'm still <laughs> trying to get over. <laughs> the party found out that San's son, Orion, little bebe boy, had gained a governess, essentially a teacher that had been taken from Shambles' hometown and was going to Aenor and was hired directly by San's dickhead of a father, Cormac. And San essentially went, I'm going this way. You fuckers can come if you want or not. And Best Wife basically glared at you until you all followed. Because Best Wife. And before I explain what happened in the one week journey and what you're looking at now in what's probably internal and external screaming on both San and Annika's part, shit be traumatic. Let's go. Who are you all? Why are you here? How did you get in my house? Chad, how did you get in my house? Through the use of teleportation and other unreal technology that doesn't actually exist. But I'm Chad! And today I'll be playing everybody's favorite sorcerer slash changeling slash all-around amazing psychic, Charlemagne Salazar. Have you noticed that Chad always introduces his characters as everyone's favorite? It's a bit like the and myself thing Matt did a while ago. Just a thought. Speaking of I think I've made reference to it in one of the intros that I always say that I always say everyone's favorite because I'm very egotistical. Either that or you're just really lonely. (laughs) Matthew, we're talking shit about you, so you go. Indeed, I have an equally large ego, one that doesn't need to be stroked quite as much as Chad, thankfully. Um, (laughs) Phrasing. (laughs) No! Anyway, uh, I am Matt, and I am today playing Shambles Zealous, the sorcerer acolyte dragonborn who can also learn to be partly a bit of a druid, so he can talk to animals, he can become an animal, 
just to cause more trouble for our lovely DM. Shambles is also glad to have left his hometown behind for a bit. Yes, after finding out about 3% of the potential information that was fucking there. There were so many missed parts. Oh my god. Shambles, much like his person who plays him, is an idiot. You're not an idiot, Matt. You're just blind. Speaking of people who are not an idiot, and if you call them an idiot, they will melt your face. Alex? Hi, I'm Alex, and today I got here through a code known as Ye Old Zoom. And I'm playing Dakota, the tiefling warlock sorcerer turned human, who is not so much blind, it's just got a lot on their head at the moment. But, yay, more trauma. Yay? Question mark? Speaking of trauma, my poor traumatized baby boy, who I'm going to make suffer more, Harry. I've been hiding under Caitlin's kitchen sink since they moved in. I've got some whispers they don't like under there. Shit! Uh, hi, I'm Kerry, and I will be playing San, the absolutely socks and sandals dad. <laughs> I just decided this on a whim the other day. But anyway, he is a cleric and a paladin, and out to find his son. Maybe slap a bitch, who's to say? Maybe slap a bitch named Cormac. We do not speak of that name. Okay, he who must not be named. Which, you know, with all the celebrities being absolute wankers, it's kind of hard to narrow down. Tagged along for the ride has been Mariana, who is one of the five chosen of the Resistance, who's been helping you and tolerating you and saving your asses. <laughs> Much to Charlemagne's chagrin. Bunch of fucking wankers. Says you, but hey ho. Says I will drag you to safety, kicking and screaming. Questionable. And Annika, the best, the best, just the best. You're all subpar compared to Annika, the best girl, aka Sam's wife, who potentially could have died in the waste, but you saved her, so well done. And now she's just tagging along. Little teethling cleric, just like, what up, bitches? Here to kick ass, take names, and get her son back, or she will strangle you. And cheese. She wants cheese. Who doesn't? Oh, now I want cheese. You hand down, Matthew. No one asked. It's a rhetorical question. Everyone wants cheese. This is how I know I'm in trouble. I'll get my full name being used. Well, at least I haven't got Matthew Willis. Now, you know when you're in trouble is when I kind of pause and I go, Matt. Yes. I felt that. <laughs> you feel the disappointment from across the country. But it has been a week since the old clusterfuck, which I'm very tempted to name the episode that, but, you know, that won't track well with demographics. <laughs> in Warding Light, where you discovered you failed to foil an assassination plot that was really fucking easy to foil. You locked an assassin in a room and had another one pick up a halfling and just go, ta-da, I win. And you went and harassed a kind of... You basically had a case of mistaken identity and insulted a child, really. So... That clearly went well. 
we found out about Sanson. Mariana found horses since we were all too busy bickering to do anything. And you headed north towards San's hometown slash... It's basically a city at this point. It's fucking massive. Anor. And... I see you, Alex. Get in the bin, Alex. Fucking trash man, Alex. A-Y-N-O-R. <laughs> Sorry. The way Kerry pronounced it the other day. That's all. I pronounced it as it's fucking spelled, Alex. And you're like, haha, butt stuff. <laughs> there will be no butt stuff on this recording. <laughs> Someone needs to do a... Um... Oh, I forgot what the term is now. The Alili maneuver today. No, there will be no Alili maneuvers. There will be no butthole examinations. Today. Especially from considering you're going into a very religious town. Please do not examine the butts. It is not holy. It is not holy. Ironically, since there is a hole there. No, it has been a week. You briefly paused at the. You briefly paused in the Lake District, actually. Because Mariana essentially saw the massive lakes, spent an hour meditating by one of them, in which it looked like she was having an argument with herself. Before she went, yeah, bye, I need to go. Pointed you in the right direction, gave you the spare horse in case you needed it. And literally jumped into a lake. Sea sorcerer, she don't give a shit. She just jumped in a lake and was like, lol, bye, see you later. So you had to carry on without her. Because I I thought behind the curtain, I thought about doing the resistance-based stuff. Then I realized you lot wouldn't get to hear half the shit that goes on. Because as much as Mariana likes you, the rest of them fucking despise you. Mariana has left the party. Annika is still with you. Tony is still in the coma. And as far as you're aware, is still alive. I say as far as you're aware, aka I rolled and I think he's fine, but you wouldn't get to know anyway. You have arrived at Aenor, which is in the foothills of, it's not really a mountain, it's kind of a strong hill range. And it's, it seems to have like repurposed some castle walls. They've just kind of been built up and have these massive banners of like a sun, a sun, similar to what you saw on Sans armor when you first met him. Those are strewn across all these stone walls that are heavily guarded actually. There's guard towers every 150 meters or so. And you can see at least two crossbowmen on each one. The gate though, this big like solid ironwood door is actually propped open. They've got like a massive cart essentially just parked. So people are streaming in and out freely. You're not, no one's accosted at the gate or anything. It's an odd feeling because it is, honestly, you can kind of feel like the pious nature of this place just coming off every stone. It's very much a place that's been built as if to honor a god first and for people to live second. That's the vibe this place gives you. <laughs> Meanwhile, the vibe the rest of it gives you is Annika and San vibrating in place. Their horse is very confused. This kind of, you enter through the gate and a guard just kind of nods at you. They're all in the same 
half plate with the sigil of the city on it. They have a pike. And one of those like dumb helmets that honestly, <laughs> honestly, what do they think? It's like those knight helmets, but the visor on this guy's one is stuck halfway down. So you just kind of see this nose. <laughs> Just this nose of some half-orc just there, like, Welcome to Aenor. In you come. There's a place you can leave your horses over there. They will be fed and watered, and you will be given a ticket. The ticket with your number is which horses are yours. So, you know, don't lose that. Otherwise, I don't know, you might get some guy's prize horse, or you might get some guys dying there. Who knows? Who wants the ticket? Campbell who asked for a ticket. Here you go, dragon boy. Make Thank sure you don't you. set anything on fire here. I, I don't burn things, it's fine. Hmm. That's normally what you're trying to do. Shambles narrows his eyes slightly and then looks at his number. Twelve. Thank you. My horse is a bit skittish, but thank you. Your horse practically runs with the with the stable attendant to get away from you. Shambles will snort. A horse plot convenience. Will, will snort a little bit of smoke and then like, walk off in a half and wait for the others. The guy looks at the smoke and is like, proving my fucking point here. Turns to the rest of you and is like, "You want to? You want the same ticket as him, or you want separate?" Uh, Charlemagne steps or rides his host forward, and Charlemagne's changed forms again as Kermit was completely, you know, burned at this point. Uh, at this point, Charlemagne has turned himself into another, just a half orc, kind of just a basic, six foot tall, nothing really astounding about them, except for they're clearly one-eyed, as Charlemagne can't fix that at all. But Charlemagne will ride up. No. Separate ticket. Do not trust Dragon Boy. That's fair. They're not They're not very trustworthy people. He kind and of, like, hop off he my horse with and... something and writes 17 on a bit of paper. And gives it to you. Thank you. And looks at Dakota and at Sam slash Annika. Annika is hiding behind you, Sam, on the horse. Dakota. Uh, probably sticking closer to Charlemagne because I was originally riding on a Mariana's horse. Yeah, she so would have given you plot convenience when she left. Yeah, probably make it simpler. Probably jumped on with Charlemagne and stuff. In. He also hands you 17 just in case Charlemagne loses his. Your horse just kind of trots off, looking back in slight concern. Meanwhile, you can all see... You all see, like, Annika is hiding behind San, and San is building up the courage to talk. But you can also see the fact that the guard is kind of glaring at Annika. Dan will turn his head and just stare at this guy. Cold, death stare kind of looks away after a while just like mm. 
Yes, as my compatriot says, separate tickets, please. And I will get off the horse and offer Annika a hand down. Annika takes it and kind of lands in a... She definitely lands with more dramatic nature than she needs to. But she kind of lands and she looks at the guy and she goes over and sticks her hand out for the ticket. Just to be a spiteful bitch, because my queen. Guy... The guard kind of looks at her with distaste for a while before grumbling, writing the number three on a bit of paper and just kind of slamming it into her chest and walking off. Your horse kind of has to... Your horse walks himself into the stable. Shambles offers it... Shambles takes his crowbar and offers it to to Sam. Shambles, please put that thing away this instant. Fortide offer. Sand with a fucking long sword. <laughs> I know, it is less messy out where it's The long sword and the temper. <laughs> that you can already see is starting to build. Meanwhile, Anika's just kind of vibrating with rage. Right, you're not simple. None of you are simple, but I'm going to say this anyway. Deeplings are not welcome here. So really, Dakotas, there's a spot of luck for this one thing. You have a feeling part of Mariana dipping away as well was she's well aware that as a stick she would probably be fucking burnt or something. I don't, bet the, I don't believe I need to tell you all that this is a city built on devotion to a god that runs to an extreme level. So whilst I can't tell any of you what to do, I'd advise against anything that would be considered blasphemous. Says Sam, married to a tiefling. I'm honestly not a fan of anyone who's not human or half-breed, really. Shambles looks up and down his entire body and then realises that he's still wearing some regalia regarding twin-tailed fox. Uh, They're mainly glaring at you for, you know, your dragonness at the moment. There's people coming in and out, and you do see a few kind of look over at at your group and kind of titter disapprovingly. What colour dragon is Shambles again? He is... He is a orange... Oh, he looks like basically your orange sort of dragon, yeah. Okay. They're probably glaring at Shambles then because he's not red. Red is the only acceptable dragon. Yeah, red's the only acceptable one. Well, right. <clears throat> I don't know exactly what we can do for you, San. While we are here, please refer to me as Biff. He gives a very... Charlene gives a very pointed look towards Shambles. Did you hear me, Shambles? Yes, I heard you. If anyone asks, what do you do for a living? What was your security number? How much gold do you have? How much of a dick you been this week? Okay, I honestly don't have time for this right now. San, what can we do for you? Yes, what can we do to help? 
I'm going to say this for all the love I have for Shambles. If he starts on this bullshit, please tackle him to the ground and keep him in place. With all respect, what can I do to help? I don't know. Whatever you ask, I will do. Okay. I don't. I. I haven't been to this place in since I was arrested for things I never did. I spent. I was born here, obviously, and I spent a lot of time away from here. Locked up in a priory, beyond the mountains. So I don't really know what to expect. So you'll have to excuse me if my fuse is a little shorter than normal. And I don't have all the right answers. Annika is gripping your hand like it's holding her to the earth. This isn't a good place and I don't want to spend any more time here than I have to. And... I mean this with all the respect I have for you all, but the last thing I need is any of you making a scene. Because these are the sort of people, you toe the line or you face the consequence. I, I don't know how the twin-tailed fox does things, but here everything Everything is strict. That's putting it mildly, but everything is strict. Look around. You know, Sam just gestures to the people in the streets. Everything is uniform here. We stick out enough already. Everyone's in similar clothes. Everyone has similar hairstyles. Everyone, honestly, has similar features. Like, there's definitely chance of inbreeding here. Most, pr- everyone in dress is very conservatively, and there's an abnormal amount of blonde people here. <laughs> Almost everyone in Aenor is blonde. It's weird. Basically, everyone wears shirts. Everyone, everyone wears kind of button-up shirts. Everyone who's wearing a skirt comes down to at least, at least the calf. There's nothing. There's, it's not really heels, it's kind of... Sensible platforms is the highest you see when it comes to shoes. Some people are wearing head coverings. Any people with facial hair is very neatly trimmed. It is all... Everyone, like, walks on the left. Like, this is a COVID-safe city already. Everyone keeps a safe distance. And you realise, looking around, you are... You are in kind of simple brick and stone kind of region. Everything is very simplistic and uniform, such that it's very much like someone's copied and pasted all the houses and the businesses. They all have the little chimney at the side to let smoke out from the fires. They all have the same doorway, the same little window in the door. And as you look up, you realize this city is built on two levels. You are in, you're in the poor district, essentially. Because the moment you look up, you see marble and you see bright colours and you see like hanging baskets with flowers all over it, little statues, and your head keeps going up because you realise you are looking at an enormous cathedral. 
built entirely it's honestly entirely out of like white marble the platform the actual columns keeping it together are polished to a shine they are patterned and swirling they have heavy wooden doors you can make out painted glass windows and honestly there is you can't see it completely from where you are but you can roughly make out a large statue and a whole bunch of the sigils of this town scattered around Basically, anywhere that's wealthy has a, at least four of these banners hanging from their windows. And everyone up there has... You've, you've seen streetlights. Main, mainly in Myron. They have, like, gas streetlights. They have them here as well on a slightly smaller scale. But they are like this twisted iron structure that goes up and kind of curves around like fruit hanging from a tree. And the like, you've come in and it's about three in the afternoon right now. You don't hear anyone going about, like everyone going about their businesses, keeping everything at a very low volume. It's all very polite and civil. It's anyone having a conversation or negotiation with a blacksmith or something. It's all very polite and quiet. No one's shouting. Any children that are running around, even the children aren't that loud. They are very quiet. Why are you breaking things? Got bored. Sorry. Not you. Harry, get out from under the sink. No, it's cool down here. Look at how I've decorated it. That's where Maybe. all my washing tablets went. Well, I had to eat something. <laughs> oh my god, no! Carrie, <laughs> no! Carrie, <Kerry>, yes! <laughs> hey, Carrie, can you let me in from the back window? And I'll hide in the um, tumble I'm door. on the third floor! <laughs> it's alright, I've made... I don't it know, a rope down. of... I've made a cardboard rope, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> That's where all my I will attempt to climb the cardboard rope. <laughs> I'm, I'm not having you rolling to imaginarily break into my flat. <laughs> anyway, sorry for the noise, I got a leg cramp. Fuck that. <laughs> You're just watching your dishes. Ah, fuck my leg! Ah, fuck my leg. Caitlin, it's leaking under here. Stop breaking the pipes! But no, the point. The point. I'm good at this. Uh, there is a massive fuck-off cathedral. San, you know that there are several services every day. There is one come there is one that would be ongoing about now because it is near the end of lunchtime. And you know exactly who would be leaving it. Right. When the services are on, the town is mostly empty. Because if you're not there, people want to know why. So you'd better have a good excuse ready. So until it ends, don't have to hide ourselves too much. Because there won't be many people around to see us.
I know we're here for your son. So I did not hear any of... I, I know we're here for your son, but that is all I know. Is there some place we should start? If anybody needs to buy anything, the shops down here are safe enough. I won't go into any of them. There's, it's a very slim chance they'd recognize me. I should arguably have lived down on this level, but because of, and he gestures to the cathedral, we didn't have to. They're used to a little more variety on this level. And although to my memory, none of us have much money between us, these people are quite generous. It means you'd have to be okay with fleecing a few shop owners, but generally speaking, they'd probably give you what you wanted. Probably fucking deserve it. I am. Um kind of do have something that I would like to procure, if possible. Be my guest. You know uh, you have about any... half an hour till the service ends. I know this is a very pious town, but clearly with your discipline and what I've seen you do, your kind still believe in magic. So is there any place around here that would sell alchemical supplies and those type of things. They know magic exists. It doesn't mean everyone approves of it. But if you follow me, I'm sure I can show you somewhere. Sam's going to lead Biff <laughs> to um, a more back alley selection of shops. You'll probably find what you want in here. Is anyone uh, else wanting to do shopping or shall I just put the rest of you on idle? Shambles would just be there more like to escort, as it were. He doesn't need to buy. Cool. Uh, the minute Shambles starts to follow, uh, Biff will turn. I I don't want you to come with me. I didn't mean you. I mean, I mean Shambles was going to stick close to San and Annika. Sorry. Good. I might see if Charlemagne will let me follow him. Other than that, I'm sort of just standing around, not doing anything. Does Charlemagne let you follow him? Nope. I'll go find a park bench then. There's probably be a bench somewhere. You all idle feeding pigeons and sweating nervously. <laughs> Charlemagne, you are... Sam kind of deposits you in a back street. It's still the same stone and brick style buildings, but these are not as well tended to. Like, these bricks are aged. You can kind of make out moss and things kind of peeking out from cracks. You, you get drawn to the shop in the corner more than anything. The other ones, you can hear what sounds like, what sounds like an anvil, what sounds like hammering, what sounds like some kind of saw going. So you're like, okay, cheap carpenters, off-the-grid blacksmith, that kind of thing. But the one in the corner is eerily silent that you kind of go, okay, that's too quiet. Maybe maybe this is what I'm looking for. The windows are blacked out, so you can't see in. 
but there is a little bell at the door that says ring for entry. I will ring the bell. The door is very excitedly flung open by a by a water ganassi. Who swings open the door and is jumping in place. She's very she's almost honestly is kind of blue navy black almost. Of how dark her skin is. Her hair's kind of shaved on one side. And she's kind of jumping in place in very very like simplistic robes. But they've got like soot and what looks like gunpowder and things on them. Like clearly this is, she experiments. It doesn't always go well. But she kind of flings open the door and gestures for you to come in very quickly. Looking over the shoulder. I step inside immediately. Shuts door. She's like, hi, how, how can I help you? What do you need? Yes, um, well, I'm looking for some odd things. Um, would you be the one to speak to about some, I guess, dark kind of magic items? I mean, it depends exactly what you're looking for. I have a lot of components. There's a few bigger things that I do have, but they're a little bit more locked up, so you'd have to wait a little bit of time for it. But honestly, it's a good idea to, you know, invest in these things and understand where it's going. And she's just rambling. Uh, with her just talking, I'll just kind of stare at her, like going, all right, well, this is going to be interesting. But with that, I, I pull out the collar that I have and I show it to her. I'm looking to power this, I guess is the best way to put this. And I show her the collar. Armband. Armband, sorry, collar, armband. Collar's carries campaign, come on. Yeah, I know, sorry, I have have been, (laughs) you know, a lot of different things have been slapped onto my characters lately, so. Says bomb in the neck guy, yeah. She kind of, she she immediately stops the moment you pull it out and she's like, oh, okay. Come, come into the back room. This, this isn't a thing for front of house. I didn't assume it would be. Well, you know, there's as much as, as much as the door kind of has a magic seal on it and the windows are blacked out and everything. So sometimes they can get through and they get into the front room before I can do anything. And I don't really want them to see that. Because there's blasphemy, and then there's blasphemy. I didn't come to the back alley because I was, you know, not enjoying the sunshine. I came to the back alley to work with someone who I thought would be a little more, I guess, blasphemous. You're definitely not from here. What gave it away? The lack of respect. Hmm. I've heard that once or twice before. Kind of ushers you through. And you kind of step through. It's basically like you know, like those vegan food stores that have like all the jars and all the like, everything perfectly placed, and you can pour out an exact measurement of what you want. It's that, but with potion ingredients and with spell components. Essentially, there's like feathers of some kind of mythical bird in a jar. There's what looks like some kind of frog spawn. Yes, zero waste stores. <laughs> There's a zero waste store just full of like frog spawn that's glowing blue for some reason. There's a few like 
dragon scales, lizard tails. There's fucking everything in here, and you're like, noted. And she kind of lifts back. It's meant to be like a beaded curtain, but it's very fucking heavy. Because you see this, like, she's fairly slight and kind of wiry. She kind of has used both hands and just holds the black curtain back, like, in you go! I step through the curtain. She kind of ducks under it, and it actually thuds against the wall. And you kind of notice as the curtain kind of basically becomes another wall. When she went back room, she meant back room. <laughs> you are full of surprises. I mean, you kind of have to be in this kind of place. This back room is... It's a lot simpler. There's kind of... There's several desks, each with components scattered across it. There's a makeshift cauldron in the corner. And there's kind of a central space which is littered with odd artifacts and makeshift bits of scripture and of like unfinished rituals and things from different religious texts. She's definitely looking into other religions, which, you know, probably isn't the best thing to do here. She's kind of like, put it, put it on the desk. And she kind of clears some of the... <laughs> she clears the smoking remains of an experiment off her desk. I'll set the armband down before I kind of meander over to all of her like religious studies. Yeah, if you want to look at them in more detail, just do an investigation. Is this really just a cursory? I'm not like trying to like really read him as much as yeah. I just want to see what she's studying. Uh, that is investigation. That is 18. As far as you can tell, she's essentially looking into the history of the different gods of the Lonely Vale. Like, there's mentions of fucking time wizards. Fucking time wizards. There's mentions of a split personality god to do with chaos and order. There's mentioned, there's a mention of the twin-tailed fox. There's a lot of stuff on Dolora, which is Sans God. And there's a couple whispers of different warlock patrons that have visited. But the rest of it kind of... The main thing you can grasp is there's lots of names you don't recognize. And written next to them all is... Deceased. But these are like texts that are hundreds of years old. That she's like written across the top of written like put a sticky note on the top of it going not relevant deceased outdated etc and it's it's peculiar to say the least meanwhile she is aggressively looking at she's examining this armband she's got she's flicked like she's grabbed a pair of goggles off a desk and they're like those they're like the ones that um diamond examiner's use. Just like flick like all the little zoomies down. And it's just like examining it. And you see like a few sparks of yellowish magic kind of pop off her hands. She's very clearly some kind of artificer. But you don't see many of those here, so. Tinkering with things beyond people's understanding tends to get others killed. 
Alaric in particular does not like artists. As I watch her tinker, I you just see a smile across Charlemagne's face, knowing that he's clearly found a kind of a like-minded individual in that fuck the world, I'm gonna do what I want anyways. And I kind of like walk back over and I go, I can see already that you are a like-minded individual. And at this moment, we are clearly, if I turned you in, you'd be dead and you could clearly turn me in and I'd be dead. So let's not mess with these paltry tricks. And with that, I'll turn back into normal Charlemagne. Well, she kind of cocks her head. You're on a wanted poster. A wide smile crosses Charlemagne's face, showing all of his teeth. Oh, and I'm sorry, I haven't caught your name yet, but believe me, I'm on more wanted posters than you would ever realize under more faces than you could ever see. You say that, but I have a very good idea of how many you're on, Charlemagne. Aaron. I'm Aaron. Aaron. Technically, it's Aaron what? Ailsa, but, you know, they don't like me using my last name, so. Ailsa, did you say? That's out of character. Yep. Okay. A-I-L-S-A. With that, as I'm standing in front of Aaron. So, with all of your research over there on the gods and things of this world, I'll tell you, I need this armband to be strong enough to hold one. Okay. Theoretically, yes, that is possible, but you're going to have to get into more specifics here because depending on the god, you'd have to tailor, you'd have to tailor it entirely, honestly. Something that works for Donio wouldn't, wouldn't work for Dolora. I'm going to walk back over to her research and can I page through looking for the god that I know I'm going to trap? Are you looking for Edward? Yep. On there's like a pile that are to do with warlock patrons. And you kinda leaf through. And you find one there's not very much on Edward, but there is a rather detailed drawing of the cane that he carries. And any information to do with Edward Dagon is written on there. I'll walk it back over to her and just kind of in the like, way, just set it down in front of her. You're already clearly researching or checking in on the one I want. Oh. Interesting. He is... He's an interesting one. He only really picks, like, two or three people per world to interact with, to give blessing to. As far as I'm aware... I know there was one that was active, but I don't know any others. Oh, I know the active individual. And don't worry about that. I know how to get to Edward. It is, yeah, yeah, like it is possible to, I mean, he's not actually a god in this form. It's It's hard to explain, it's, the thing with warlock patrons here is a lot of them exist across dimensions. They exist in different worlds. 
So what, his powers here are limited because obviously with the waste and the magical energy it gives off, it kind of acts as a barrier. So to break through, it kind of knocks him down a level. So instead of him being a god, he's kind of a demigod, as it were. You know, honestly, that tracks. I have felt that his need and use of myself, I guess, in this situation screamed heavily that maybe he wasn't truly as powerful as he tries to make himself out to be. Well, that that came in that picture there. And in another world, in one that isn't ours, it could just wipe it out. He could just slam it on the ground and a cataclysmic event would occur and the world would split apart in fire and screams. Here, he could cause a local earthquake, sure. But the reverberation, the the feedback from it would also probably break his leg. There is a massive... The waste has a tendency to kick you in the face if you try and do anything to it, and to use something on that scale would fire back immensely. I mean, if you want to trap Edward, you're going to have to do it in the waste. It's not strong enough here. The corruption exists, but it's... As much as he's not a full god here, it's enough that it would... He would have time to get out. Thank you, Aaron. I still wish to power this. Power this at a basic level, or power this enough for that? Because those are two different tasks. I can power it myself at a basic level. I, I don't need you for that. Do you know what kind of power this would cost? I'm assuming a lot. Well, this is necrotic energy. If you're in the waste, when you use it, it'll be amplified so I can reduce it slightly, but... How familiar are you with the barrier in the waste? Well, if you want to be honest, I'm familiar enough to blow a hole in it. Okay. I'm gonna say now, for sake of honesty, is that was the dumbest thing you could have done. I commend you for doing it, because I know how it was created, but... Fucking hell. You really went the hard road, didn't you? Aaron, I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't really a active choice that I was planning on blowing a hole in the barrier. It was more of... that blew up the Institute, yeah? As I said, I knew I was going to like you. Yeah, that piece of shit place and you're blowing up anyway. I'm a lot older than I look. I'll give you that. You've revealed yourself to me. This is my seventh form? Every time I die, I, I, I'm reborn in a different body or with a different personality or anything, but I've been here for a very long time. And my first death was actually as part of building that wall that surrounds the waste. And this is not something I like to relive in a great amount of detail, but if you die 
tainted by the Wastes' magic, by whatever foul fucking experiments they're doing nowadays. You are tied to it. You don't get an afterlife. You don't get a darkness. You don't get reborn like I did. You are looped in... You are looped constantly at the moment of your death, and that death magic fuels a barrier that will throw back any living thing and any corruption from entering. If you... Honestly, if you... I can't go into the waste anymore. I tried once. Dead things can't cross that barrier. Even with a hole blown in it. Nothing dead can get in and out of there, but... It is, essentially, if you try, all you will hear is thousands and thousands of fucking souls that are literally trapped fueling that fucking thing. So many people are dead in there. And if you're lucky, you can tie Edward to that. And he can be one of those fucking souls. Aaron, I have one question for you. You said you've been reborn and have been around since the times of building the wall around the waste, yes? Yes. In all of that time, has it ever been good? The wall or my life? The world, Aaron. This world we currently live in is a hellscape. Corrupt, terrible, evil. Has it ever been good? At one point, yes. The first few decades after the island was formed, everything was guided by Pontaf. That's one of the names you saw on the bit of paper that said deceased next to it. Everything was guided by Pontas. She she was a goddess of hope. She she brought hope to people. She gave them a chance. And people came together. They brought themselves together. They tried. Even when crops failed and things, they still had hope. And when she died, that corruption in the waste began. The loss of hope killed us all, really. And it has literally just been a fucking cluster. This world has been a hellscape since then because we were supposed to have died centuries ago. We are delaying the inevitable. And I'm stuck living the entire fucking Charlemagne just stares at Aaron. The one just glowing green eye. Thank you, Aaron. Would you like me to leave this armband with you? Yeah. I'm gonna do what I can with this. Hopefully. I should have it almost all the way powered when you're... Why are you here? Apparently we are here to save a child. Guess there is some fucking good here. 
a kind of half smirk crosses Charlemagne's face. Aaron, I'm going to promise you something. I will fix this all. And I know it sounds like hyperbole, and I'm sure with the lifetimes you have lived that it sounds idiotic, but I will tell you now, Aaron, I will save this world no matter what I have to do. She kind of looks at you, kind of clenches the fist and is just kind of like, in my lifetimes I've learned sometimes you have to let things go. I don't know whether you're ready to accept that. I'll see myself out, Aaron. I will return before we leave. And I drop the 17 gold that I have in my inventory. I don't know the true cost, and I won't lie, this is all I have. It's appreciated. Knock four, four times. Three fast, one slow. And I'll know it's you, and I'll make sure you can get into the back room. I thank you, and I hold out my hand. She kind of wipes her hands on her trousers, on her robe slightly, because they are like oil and magic residue and things. And kind of shakes it. She has a surprisingly firm grip for who she is, but, you know. Uh, and with that, I'll shift back into the half-orc form and head back out of the store and back to the party. She kind of gestures over her shoulder and the um, curtain that had become a wall essentially just flies open. Like, she doesn't have to hide her abilities on that point. She's like, nip, go. <laughs> Be gone. Be gone now. I was not expecting have... to bring Aaron in at this point, but I'm here for it. Uh, <clears throat> Charlemagne marks and looks at... Oh, um, I'm sorry. I thought you would all have gone on with your days, to be honest. Well, I did not mean to make you wait for me. Did you find what you were looking for? In a sense, yes. In another sense, no. Hmm. Are you always but, this vague? Annika, with this lot, yes. Yes. Yeah. I have a slight plan. Generally, after the services, nobody sticks around. Everybody goes back to their own homes or whatever it was they were doing before. I want to get up to the cathedral before everybody gets out. But I want to go around the back. There used to be someone living behind the cathedral that I've known for a long time. And I just want to know if he knows anything. Annika's eyebrows are on another planet. Because she knows exactly who you're talking about. You know, it's a good place to start, and absolutely. Again, I'm leaving it up to you if you want to come along or if you want to do your own things here. I would. Not... We... Okay. I was just going to say, San, we are here with you to help you find your child at this point. That's why we are here. I wish to spend no more time than necessary here in this very pious town. 
so I will do all that I can to assist you. Indeed, I'm in agreement with Biff here. I will be not leaving your side at any point. Even when you pee. Please do not accompany me to the toilet shambles. I can find it on my own. That I will let you do by no means, by, by all means. But we have your back, Sam. We're here to help. Thank you. Okay, Tesco. Just enough so it wasn't a copyright strike. <laughs> that side of things. I don't think Tesco are going to copyright strike us. Yeah, true. But you know, you know what I mean, though. Well, Shambles has an argument with a person in the sky about whether or not Tesco's is going to copyright him. <laughs> what is Tesco? It's what I tried to name a horse. Calm down, Jeremy Clark. God, I love that one. Hello, horse. I will call you Tesco's. Whilst the idiots are all having this conversation about horses and Tesco's, San will start moving on already. Just making my way up. San knows the layout of this town like the back of his hand. So it's not that he's trying to take the long way round to the cathedral, but it's more the way where he's going to be in the shadow of the most buildings. So that if people are looking out, they can't go, wait a minute, there's a tiefling in the town. That's illegal. Annika at this point has cast disguised self to turn make herself look like a human. Good plan. Because she's she well, she's realised you want to go talk to Ezra, so she's like, mm, might bump into more people by the cathedral, so I'm just going to not. Also, San is very glad, like glad he grew the beard, because the last time people saw him, he he was baby face man, baby boy, baby man. Now he is baby man. <laughs> you all kind of wander, and it's very of like you go up a set of fairly nice kind of brick stairs that are lined with little flower beds. It's very much you can tell this is where you enter the rich area. <laughs> You're like, ah, wealth. You're kind of going around the back of all these people's houses that are all marble and granite and ooh, look, I'm so fancy. I've got wood trimmings. I've got wooden beams as part of my roof structure. Mew, 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 mew. I've got slated. I've got slate tiles as my roof i don't understand the basics of house maintenance (laughs) i have other people do that for me (laughs) let's just record you going ooh and just use that as a sound bite stop meowing at me loki is dming now nice What's that, Loki? Kill them all? This place doesn't have bells in the cathedral, but they do have like a makeshift gong. And you kind of hear the gong ring out and kind of the hubbub of voices coming out of the cathedral as you kind of sneak around the back, essentially. There's a few people that return to homes that you pass, but they don't really give you a second glance. Because as you're walking that way, you realize... Chances are they think you're coming from Cathedral and you're just taking the long way back. You know, it's a nice, it's a nice place. Why not take a lovely stroll in the sun? You kind of, you get into the shadow of the Cathedral, which, you know, isn't fucking hard since it's enormous. 
Yes. And looks at the sky like, fuck you. But <laughs> there is a little shack. It is very much a shack. Slightly falling apart, kind of metal tin roof that, that definitely sounds like hell when the rain goes. And kind of a propped, a door that's not on hinges anymore. It's very much propped open. You can see kind of a light glow coming from inside. Like there's definitely, you're pretty sure someone's still living there. And you kind of recognize the glow of... Ezra was always good at magic. It's part of the reason why people tend to avoid him. I'm going to go up to the door and knock it without trying to knock it in. Okay, give me a strength check. Oh no! <laughs> Don't crush us. Ezra. Ah shit, that's a 16 all in. Oh no! <laughs> Ezra! Sand, what have you done? That's fine. Ezra kind of is sat on the other side of the fire that he's made. It's like one of the, it's a magical fire that just gives off heat and not smoke. He is this very, at this point, he is quite an older man. He's nearly at his 60s. You remember him as kind of not as gray haired. His hair is a lot more gray. His face is lined with, lined with age, but also with. Like he's been frowning a lot. And he's kind of, there's a couple. He doesn't look like he takes great care of himself, honestly. His bones look a little bit too sticky outy for your comfort. Very much this wizened old. He's a wizened old human. Kind of there. He's wearing like a tweed jacket for some reason. You're pretty sure he's he's got that from someone. It's not his own choice. And like these threadbare trousers that are coming apart at the bottom. So like the cuffs of them are just like, hmm. If I had cats, they would be playing with these. And Sock, he has, he's not wearing shoes right now. You can kind of make out like a pair of holy shoes. Not in like the ah kind of way. But in a, in oh shit, time. you need to buy new shoes kind of way. <laughs> oh shit, my toe is in a puddle sort of way. So his feet are kind of all gross and scabby. And, and... But he just kind of sat there and his, his shack is very small. Like it's very much if you took, you know, like a blow up bed. If you t- it, Basically, it's a blow up bed. That is the size of it. If you lay the blow up bed down, that's it. Shack definitely seemed bigger the last time San was here. <laughs> it's almost like he was small. Wait a minute, that was like 13 years ago or some shit. Aren't you like 24? Yeah. <laughs> but this man kind of looks up and it kind of he squints a little and his eye his his cataracts have definitely seen better days. But there's still that sharp intelligence in them that you remember. And he kind of he sees you and then he clocks the rest of the group, including another human that he doesn't recognize. And it's like, Sam? It's me. I, I 
They said you were in prison. Long story short, I was. Did he do this shit again? Depends who you mean by he. <laughs> Your without honor piece of shit father. Possibly. You know they banned me from cathedral. San did know this, or knew that it was only a matter of time, but it feels impolite to say so. Apparently, I'm a bad, inf- I'm a bad influence on the youth. It's not my fault they don't fucking pay me. Well, I'm actually here because to cut another long story short and he gestures to the human that is now Annika this is Annika, my wife Annika drops the disguise because Ezra knew her as well Yeah, he knows everyone, that's what he does Oh, you you found each other. That's good. To introduce the others, this is Shambles, Dakota, and Biff. Biff hasn't come. Biff hasn't actually like fully come into the. He's sitting right at the doorway, obviously, but (laughs) I'm more watching everyone else coming by to see if anyone's watching us. There's no one coming by the shack and. There isn't really a door, so... Yeah, I'm just standing outside of it, I mean. Yeah, point outside when I say this. An interesting collection of friends you have here, Sam. There. They keep my life interesting. Fair. I think I'd be dead if I didn't have stuff to keep my life interesting, so... Okay, because time is possibly running short, we're looking for a child, a tiefling child. Orion. Yes. Yeah, he, he's in the city. I've been trying to find where the piece of shit put him, but I haven't had any luck thus far. Right. But he's definitely here. We brought him in about... Let's see. Three months ago? Roughly? Right. We tried to sneak him in all sneaky-like, but nothing gets past old Ezra. Also, it's kind of obvious when... You know, call back to peace. Did you care that he is suddenly coming back from the market with children's toys? Like, one, you were supposedly in jail. And two, you're in your 20s. It'd be weird. Oh. Good to know he's treating my son better than he treated me, then. I mean, it's kind of hard to treat anyone worse than he treated you. Toys are sinful. Toys are forbidden. Playtime is for lazy. If he's gonna be anywhere, he'll be either in the cathedral or in your dad's house. He ain't in Sir Louis's house. 
I've checked. How did you manage to get in there? Well, let's just say... Cecilia owed me a favour. She's not... She doesn't hold what happened against you. That's good to know. And to be honest, her and Rosa aren't very fond of your father. Or, honestly, Sir Louis. He's always been a bit of a knob, but he's definitely gone up in knobness. Is that a skill? Ezra doesn't know. I'm going to write the word knobness down. <laughs> scale Ezra of knob. know what the scale of knobness is. <laughs> I'm going to look at my notes in a few weeks and just see the words scale of knobness. And be like, uh? <laughs> Is he around? My... Let's just say, is his eminence around? Oh, his eminence. His eminence. I'm coming. No, Ezra, you can't come to cathedral. No, Ezra, you can't get a job. No, Ezra, you can't take food from the bins. Sorry, it's been a rough few days. Don't worry, I don't have too many nice things to say about him myself. I mean, I kind of feel you at this point. I mean, I felt you anyway when, you know, trying to keep you away from that piece of shit. He's gonna, if he's gonna be anywhere, he's gonna be in the cathedral. He... He's still on that dumb schedule of his where he only goes... He goes home at about eight at night. Totters around for about two hours with the lights on. Then turns him off and is up at five in the morning. Straight to cathedral to start prepping for the day. Honestly, it's kind of creepy. you think the guy would accidentally sleep in once. No, I'm I'm his eminence and I'm always on time. Nothing new then. Garbage man. That is good to know. He does have Sir Louis and a couple of guards following him around all the time though. Since you escaped jail. He couldn't have really expected me to stay there forever. I mean I'm pretty sure he was planning to have you executed, but Okie dokie. At least that's, that's what Louis was pushing for. What a gentleman. Well, some of the conversations old Ezra's overheard are not nice. And one of them included the phrase, it'll break her spirit and make molding the boy easier. Annika literally punches the door <laughs> and then swears profusely. <laughs> Why did I punch it all? Is there much no, left at the door? Like, <laughs> there's now a hole in the door. Does anyone know mending? <laughs> Shabbles cast mending on the door. Annika looks at you, takes her hand out of the hole first. Yes. Shabbles then offers to cure wounds on Annika. Don't touch me. Just saying. They're planning on killing my husband to make me more pliable so they could fuck with my son. Not in the mood, Chabbles! 
and we're going to kill them. We're going to kill them. I'm going to fucking eviscerate them. Annika is vibrating with rage. I think San's doing quite well to hold on to his temper at this point. Points to San. Hmm. Ezra kind of looks at the door and is like, I don't know why I never learned that spell. I know all these other ones, but I don't know that one. Not everyone knows it, I guess. You can't know everything. I mean, I gave it a good go. Glad you did, and I don't doubt it. So are we off to kill another father? Another? (laughs) We've been on quite the adventure. I know I said you needed to get out more when you were younger, but like, come on. We're apparently really good at this whole patricide thing, so we're just kind of going down that route, it seems. Have you got a father, Biff? No. No, I don't. Well, no killing father figures, okay, son? Doing my best. You know the back entrance by by the, um, the exit to the graveyard? Yes. That door's always rickety. Wouldn't take much to jingle it open. We'll keep that in mind. I haven't been round that way in quite some time. You'd think they'd have fixed it in the last decade, but no. You can't see it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but you know what Corvac's like. His eminence wants everything to be perfect. You'd think he'd fix the fucking door. You should see how he stares at the candles. You won't put out candles unless they're all the same height. If one of them's melted down more than the other, he has to replace it. I could build a shack out of wax from all the candles he weighs. That just makes San feel oddly sad inside. Well, that you could build a shack out of wax. No, just the whole being kind of obsessive with the heights of candles. That just seems oddly sad. Honestly, a lot of what you've given me of Cormac and Sam and everything is quite sad. Hey, it's my specialty. Just just be careful, alright? I will be. Right. So um, you'll get out of my shack. It's quite crowded in here. Anything that can be fi- else that can be fixed before we leave? Um, are any of you any good at shoulders? You realize one of his shoulders is like three times bigger than the other when it comes to swelling. Like he clearly dislocated it like several weeks ago and it hasn't gone back into socket. Oh, I can help with that. Hi, he's got Shambles. <laughs> Shambles, wait outside. I'm going to give mean... Shambles a flick on the end of the snout for good measure. Ah! Can I do something about that? Because cleric. <laughs> yeah, you can. You need a medicine check to get it back into socket. This dice requires healing. That's a 17 plus 9. Like, it's a very sickening to get the shoulder back in. Like, there's a lot of swelling and liquid there that should not be there and you're like, you really should have seen a doctor before this. Uh, one last question, Cormac. You said that... I'm not uh, Cormac. Sorry. Well, what was your name? Ezra. Ezra. I apologize. Call me his eminence's name again. I'll cut your nose off. 
I apologize. My question is about his eminence, if you will. You said he's always flanked by Sir Louis and how many guards? Four. Four? Okay. Two at the front, two at the back, as if he's some sort of bigwig. Thank wow. you, Ezra. That is all I needed. Flanked by guards. That doesn't sound like his eminence at all. I'm just saying, Biff, maybe be careful with how much magic you're using in town. You fucking stink of it. Unfortunately, Ezra, the amount of magic I am using is just my natural self, and I the smell travels with me wherever I go. He thinks in general. Did that dragon just say what I thought he said? Yes, he has his tail very far up his ass lately, so just ignore him. It's what I've been doing for a little while now. He's going to work through it eventually. Honestly, most of you seem like you have sticks up your asses. And I live fucking here. I promise you, Ezra, if I was to use any less magic right now, I would be making much more of a scene than I am at this moment. Just be careful, because if I can sense you and I've only met you once... Being on the run ain't good if you're really easy to track. Oh, believe me. I know, Ezra. Thank you for your concern. I mean, the concern's more for San, because San's hanging out with you, but you're welcome. San is currently resisting the urge to go outside, pick up shovels, twist him around, and just slam dunk him into the ground head first. <laughs> Annika is currently sharpening one of her spears. Next to Shambles. Looking at shambles. <laughs> Dead stare. What? What have I done now? Anna appears. I hope you're not using that tone on my wife. <laughs> San just appears behind shambles. Nothing personal, kid. It's like that. It's like fucking Slender Man. Just sounds like. What are you saying about my wife? Son just appears behind Shambles like, Oh my, what more she do? Nothing, San. I'm not being rude. I just want to know what I've done wrong now, in general. Do you remember that conversation we had not so very long ago about not making a scene? And being I'm very making... quiet. I'm in a shack with no one apart from you guys around me. How am I making a scene? Screaming that Charlemagne, or sorry, screaming that Biff smells. It's hard to lie. He hasn't washed in weeks. Neither have you. I didn't say I didn't. Just Honestly, I thought I thought I smelled bad, but like combining all of you lot is a bit off. For the love of God, Ezra, thank you for your help. Um, I, if I don't come out, it means I've probably died. Well, if you don't make it out, or if I hear that your lad's still stuck here, I will try my best to rescue him, and if I can't, I'll fucking kill Cormac going down. I have enough energy left. I have enough magic left for one big-ass fireball aimed at his face. It's easy enough to topple somebody if their head's already that swollen. Have they become top-heavy? I don't know, it'd be nice to watch him fall down the stairs head first. Dink, 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 dink. Right, 
Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go before I throttle my dragon friend. He has a thick neck. I can probably make this work. I get out of my shack. Looking at Shambles and Dakota. Just kind of tap, like, gives Annika a pat on the shoulder. San will leave the shack. Loading screen as the shack is exited. Shack stops existing briefly. Black void. So, this is clearly on you, San. Would you like to kill your father? I... I don't know. I mean, well, in a sense, yes. But if I do, what kind of person does that make me? That makes me worse than them. Is there a way we can rescue your son without killing anybody? Don't know the answer to that, either. Will they stop coming after us? If Probably. we leave them alive? Make a point there. Listen, I don't, I don't want to sound disrespectful or anything, but your father sounds like a piece of shit. <laughs> I have to agree with you. No idea. I do have to agree with Biff on this one. We don't I'm see Arthur White a lot nowadays, but I agree with him on this one. And sometimes force requires force. A piece must be removed from the board sometimes to make things better. Or Sam can decide for himself. <laughs> Annika's tail kind of twitches in amusement. Dakota has a point. There are options, though, but at the end of the day, it is your decision, Sam. We will follow your lead. I mean, you're, well, welcome, I to kill, you're welcome to kill my dad. Makes notes. Clearly, my mother and sister aren't a fan of him anyway. Shambles makes a note to, about, about um, Annika's You can parents. kill Annika's dad. Leave a message after the tone of who the fuck Annika's dad is to you, because you don't know. <laughs> But it never hurts. Never hurts to have something on fire. Just walk into a room and be like, "Who is Annika's dad in here?" <laughs> you really think in a town full of religious nuts that they go, "Oh yes, I am the father of a tiefling, clearly a cursed child." <laughs> I am the proud provider of the DNA of this blasphemy. Again, I don't know. I don't have any answers. But. What my father and Sam's father have in common is they have a tendency, they have, they always have contingency plans and ideas and they are fixed in what they want. And if a little Orion is what they've wanted, you can bet they've got a lot in the way of us getting to, getting to him. Well, your friend Ezra said that the child would only be one of two places, and your father is apparently only in one place at this time, so maybe it's best if we check the other, at least to ensure that your child isn't there. That's a good, that's a good starting place. Are you going to be okay in there? Probably not, but... Not going to find him stood out here. Annika wraps you in a hug. <laughs> hug my wife for a minute. This is my wife. My wife. 
Mm. You all kind of watch the wholesome husband-wife moment, like, well. Everyone else stands around awkwardly. <laughs> it's it's this way, and I will start leading the way. Are you all going together? Are you splitting up? Are you done no bickering? I was happy to um, follow direction from San and Annika here. Um, I'm actually gonna go to the cathedral and not I just want to make sure father's there and I'm gonna post up there while you all go to the house so because I can I have sending so I can message any of you at any time to say get the fuck out of there he's on his way so I would like to go to the cathedral and see if San's dad's actually there I will also quickly read San's mind with their permission so I can know exactly what he looks like. Because I've clearly never met this man. San has a tinfoil hat on. He's like, get back! Just for a moment, San. I just need to figure out what the fuck he looks like, alright? Okay. Do the full-on like movie-style thing where a psychic touches the middle of the forehead. So, I touch the middle of San's forehead. <laughs> and give Charlemagne permissions to access his mind. And I will use Detect Thoughts, and I will cast it with uh, Sorcery Points, so I'll burn two Sorcery Points. Okay. Out of curiosity, roll me... What would this be? Roll me... It's not really Sleight of Hand, it's Sleight of Mind, but roll Sleight of Hand. Uh, that is a 15. You almost steer into... You're not really... You can't really see what it is because you don't accidentally steer into it, but you just kind of hear... You hear the quiet sobbing of a child before you are wrenched back on track. And you see... Cormac. Cormac. His eminence. Cormac Maramai is Cormac is tall he's lean he's a human he has hazel eyes and dark brown hair he has quite broad kind of slavic features like broader than Sam but not built as beefy Sam be beef he's basically in Sam's head he's always in kind of cardinal robes with like emblazoned with the town sigil with like adornments of little little red dragons and suns and it's very fancy and you're like hmm this looks like a knobhead and you are very quickly shoved out of San's head I did not mean to try and intrude at all San I apologize Fine. Yeah, you, your way of because, because, Biff, asked permission. You kind of got a bit more of a view of what he was doing. So you kind of saw him heading towards some of your memories of the basement before wrenching himself back on track and just looking at what Cormac looks like. Yeah, there is a moment of. Mm. 
It's like if somebody touches the back of your neck when you're not expecting it. And it's just like, ah! <laughs> or just anyone touches my neck. <laughs> no touch. No touch! Annika's just stood next to San, like, with a sling loaded, just like, fight! <laughs> no touch, husband! Alright, I I do apologize, but I will go and post up by the cathedral. Make sure your father does not head towards you. Thank you. Dakota, are you gonna try and follow Charlemagne again? And just ignore, ignore him telling you to go away? Uh, no. Because I'll probably punch him in the face if I go with him. I'm fine with allowing this to happen, but... Don't go with Sam. Alienation, baby. Terrible friendship, baby. I will literally fist fight you. Dakota will fist fight Charlemagne, I mean. I can't fist fight you unless I get a plane, which is expensive. For a simple fist fight. <laughs> Just that customs. Why are you in America? Fight! Back to church and murder. Church and murder. Religion and sin. Because we sin it a lot. Oh here's a church. Here is a steeple. Open the doors. I've got no shears. And here's all the murder victims. They're all dead. <laughs> and here's all the bodies. <laughs> oh, wait. We were meant to bury those. <laughs> Crap. Might as well just burn the church down. Here is the fire. Heresy. <laughs> Shambles, not again. <laughs> is that how this episode's just going to end? The church is burning and everyone's just looking at Shambles like, bruh, what? <laughs> what did you do? Nothing this time. This time. Says Shambles still smoking from the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Says Shambles holding a Molotov. <laughs> I mean, once you get to burning a barn full of children, that you don't go back from that. You just get As worse over time. El Invisible Shanky with a blade of glass. True, but I, I didn't murder a child. I didn't give I you the, the option. Bad guys. <laughs> anyway, anyway so. I killed the bad guy. You lot, Charlemagne is going to the cathedral to make sure that Cormac stays there to give you guys enough warning. You lot are going to go search. Sans old place, aka Cormac's house, to see if Orion is there. Basically, San just points you at the path that goes round from Ezra's shack to the front of the cathedral. It's like that way. And then marches off determinedly towards old hellhole. Number five suffering street, you know, the usual. Old stomping grounds. <laughs> if you mean by stomping on sand spirit, then yes. It, it did have a double meaning. Comment. Uh, but yeah, I'll follow the path around and head to the front of the church. Cathedral. This cathedral is really nice. Like, the path round leads directly to this kind of. There is this massive statue that you saw from far away, which is of a female knight, 
and are in full shining armor. They've tried to, like, get the reflection pictured in the carving, which is remarkably impressive. But hey-ho. It's... She has a tiny red dragon. They've kind of, like, colored the marble with, like, paste, essentially. Tiny red dragon kind of wrapped around her shoulders. A shield on one arm with, like, blazoned, emblazoned with that sun sigil yet again. And a sword pointed up towards the sky. It's very much kind of... Though the though the elements have kind of aged the area a lot, it is very much built like the um, sword is pointed at the top of the mountain that lurks nearby. It's They built this to be close to the gods, really. Though they're only celebrating one god, so who fucking knows? It's the wreaths of red and orange and yellow flowers kind of all carved together. It's very nice. And they look very pretty. And we're all very proud of them. Some of them definitely look like they've been carved. Not carved. They've been weaved by children, like in school. Because you see, like, some of the stems are a bit broken. You know, they tried. And there are a series of... There's about 47. I picked a random number. It's not a reference, I swear. White stone steps. Kind of leading up to her and up to the wooden double doors that have... It's like, again, it's the bloody sun sigil. Like, they're really hammering it into your head here. But it's kind of, there's like swirling scripture almost. And you can't make out a lot of it because it's kind of aged with the wood, but you can see the words Dolora there. And you think it's some prayer to her. The door is like slightly open. It's not like flung open as in as in come to church kind of way. It's propped open and every every few minutes someone will kind of wander in or wander out. And it's it's not townsfolk, it's like acolytes and what looks like some kind of librarian holding like scripture scrolls under one arm. Inside is, like, if you peek through the door, this, it is a massive cathedral. Like, there are about 14 rows of pews leading up to the central plinth where he's imminent, must do his readings. Each of the stained glass windows inside are reflecting those reds and orange and yellows as the, as the fading light is going. So it's about it's about four o'clock now. And it, it it is actually autumn nearing winter in the time frame you've been here, so the sun is setting earlier. The other sun is just doing whatever the fuck it wants. It works on a different time scale. But it all kind of it seems almost calming and inviting. Which, you know, to you immediately sets off 10 billion red flags. Because nothing is wholesome in this world. Everything is evil. Pain is the only thing real. Yeah, pain is the only constant. Everything is suffering. This you is all kind of make Yeah, everything's alive. There are scenes of the sun and red dragons flying past. And 
the knight locked in combat. There are so many candles. Like, oh my god, how long does it take to light all these fucking candles? And like little confession booths in the side. And they're tucked into alcoves such that they don't they don't impact the structure at all. And near one of these massive columns that's kind of holding up this spire that if you look up, you there's like a mural, essentially. Like a painting done. Such that it looks like the sun is setting within the church. There's like a horizon above you. And, a, and the sun lowering. But obviously it's just a trick of the light with the windows. But it means you can't really tell where the spire ends and the sky starts. But near one of those columns is like a raised platform. Where sat on it is a, you know, sandy coloured, sandy hair and a tall, lean man. Fairly like, you know, calm. And then stood behind him, kind of leaning over him, is another man who exactly matches the description of Cormac. And they seem to be, like, hunched over some kind of set of documents. You can't tell from here. Like, you have good eyesight, but, you know, you can't read from about 150 feet away. You are not an eagle. Oh, my flat world with no depth perception. Exactly. You haven't walked into a door, so well done. Uh, so can I get into the church without making a scene, or...? The door is open. And... Feasibly... From what you know of kind of religious services in the Lonely Vale, it is not an uncommon practice for people to attend outside of sermon time. Whether it's guards coming back from patrols, or people who've been running businesses all day, Obviously, they can't attend every sermon. So they might come afterwards. They might come after their shift ends. So you could get away with going in and praying, but only if you keep to kind of pews, really. All right. Um, I will I will enter the church just normally. I don't want to make it like I'm not trying to draw attention. I'm just going to go through the doors, and I'd like to take... Uh, a spot in one of the pews. I don't want to be too close to uh, Cormac and the guy he's talking to, but I'd like to be close enough that I may be able to, you know, maybe listen in if they're speaking and then put myself on my knees and go into stark prayer. Give me a performance check, please. <laughs> Come on. That is an 18. You end up about the third row from the front on the right-hand side. So you kind of have a diagonal view of them. You can't hear a massive amount, but from your position, you can read their lips fairly easily. And, you know, from a lifetime of suffering and having to overhear other people, you've gotten pretty good at that. There's a couple other people knelt in prayer. One of them's brought their own cushion to kneel on. Which, you know, points for ingenuity, I guess. And there's kind of a quiet 
there's a quiet kind of song going through the air. You don't see anyone outright singing or anything, but it's kind of just a quiet, meditative kind of tune. It just kind of rings around you. You want to try and listen on Cormac and this other guy? Yes. It's going to be a perception, I'm afraid. Not the most perceptive. Sorry, one-eye boy. Yeah. I assume I have to do this at disadvantage. Let's yes, do this you with do. my eye. Ah! Well, that sucks. Uh, that is a five. Okay. You cannot hear any... You cannot make out any of the details of the conversation. You are very much... You're kind of straining to hear, first of all. And then realizing you can't really hear, you have to focus on trying to read lips, but everything's slightly off. And the candlelight, the candlelight and the sunlight kind of mixing with the stained glass windows is really fucking with your vision, as limited as it, as it already is. So everything's a little bit fuzzy for you and everything, and you're getting a migraine. <laughs> from the amount you have to focus on. But the main thing you can get is, yes, that is Cormac. He's with the man called Lewis. And they seem to be arguing about a budget. But they don't look like they're going to go anywhere. Uh, fantastic. I will just, uh, keep myself here in prayer, keeping an eye on them, but not moving closer to them, just, just so I know what they're doing. Hello, breaking and entering. This is the wrong campaign. <laughs> Wait, I'm hey, welcome to criminals. <laughs> That's tomorrow. Can it technically be criminal activity if I was never officially kicked out of this place by law? This is the question. Can you be breaking into your own place if you live there? I mean, I don't live there anymore, but... You can top that. If we pick the lock and don't break in, we're not breaking and entering, we're just entering. Science. I wonder Still if you're trespassing. Got... But hey, I wonder no. if you got round to fixing the shitty window. Ah, <laughs> uh, the shitty window. Yeah, you kind of... Sand leads you up to a... About it's a two-story house, really. It's it's kind of one of those squashed two-story ones. Like they clearly were not intending it to be two stories when they built it. It's very it's very Edwardian. It's very nice. As a little garden out the front that is well tended to. You see like the same kind of red, orange, yellow flowers you've seen growing all over the place there in a little cluster. There are no weeds that you can see at all. Like, honestly, how the hell he managed to get the ones between the cracks in the pavement, you'll never know. Guy should be on Gardener's World. And also Terrible Father's World, but hey-ho. <laughs> it is... There's like a nice... Kind of birchwood kind of door. That's been kind of faded slightly with sunlight coming off it, so it's no longer like that nice 
cream. It's kind of a sickly yellow now. And there is a makeshift door knocker in place. You don't see any form of window in the doorway, but there is there is like a regular window to the side that San, you know, is it looks into the kitchen. Or what functions is the kitchen for your father? Because he can't fucking cook. Peek <laughs> in the window. It's He's clearly not in, because it's dark. But you have dark vision now, don't you? So. 300 feet of the stuff. Yeah, fear! I see everything. I see everything. No, it's it's much as how you remember. It's kind of a... It's like a hot stone style of cooking. Such that there is coals built up underneath. This makeshift... Basically, it looks like a pizza oven, but it's not a pizza oven. Because pizza hasn't been invented, damn it. There's, there's still the musty cupboards that he used, that you know used to contain the nice food. Because he always used to keep it out of your height. There's what looks like a kettle that could go on top of this stone hot plate, it's interesting because it doesn't look like, it doesn't really look like he's been eating here. There aren't really any dishes in the makeshift sink. Everything is kind of a layer of dust on it. And it is empty. Your father doesn't employ staff. I suppose you wouldn't need to if you're never home. Also, we didn't have any when, you know, he was doing horrendous things to you. Yay. Yay, trauma. Yay. Yay. Reflect the trauma by making stupid noises. Oh, no. Oh, no, I'm calling myself out. Oh, no, we've been exposed. So, you are at this house. What do you want to do? Can I get round to the back of the house? You have to hop the fence, but you've done you did that a lot, so just <laughs> Sand basically vaults over a fence like an Olympic hurdler. And you two are there like what? I will follow him. Shambles. Can Shambles try and follow the same way? Okay, both give me athletics, please. How can this go wrong? Uh, I'm hoping that doesn't go wrong for me. Um, 17, and I have a plus two to athletics, so 19. Nine. The initial jump isn't great for you, Dakota, but you know, the landing is flawless. You do like a tuck and roll. Ten. In my white shoes, a little dust off of a falling sound. Shambles. It's a nine for shambles. Thankfully, the fence holds up. So it's one of those like wooden picket fences. Oh, I see. But you know, you do kind of, you are extremely winded and uncomfortable because essentially you kind of belly flop over such Ooh. that your kidney just gets jabbed with one of the picket fences, picket Ooh. fence tops. You don't take any damage, but you know. Ow. <laughs> Annika, meanwhile, 
opens the gate and goes through. <laughs> and looks like at you, Sam. Like, you all ignored the gate, including Sam, which I love. The gate never used to be there, I swear. No, this is a fairly new thing. You think he got... I don't know, he got tired of having to go inside the house to get out. Shambles dead. <laughs> Shambles isn't dead, he's just reconsidering his life choices. Shambles uh, gets to his feet and dusts himself down best he can. Oh, that would have been embarrassing if anybody had seen that. That would have been embarrassing if it had triggered the alarm. Shambles gives everyone away by falling over a fence. Not his biggest fuck up. I mean, it was just the most perfectly shambles thing. It was such a shambles. It was such a shambles. End quote. End quote. End game. You finally made shambles a thing. Well done. End credits. It took you like 15 episodes. No, San. The back of the house is still the same. He's still got like that perfect like lawn trimming. It's like a perfect rectangle for the back garden. And you're like, well, this is dreary as always. Ugh. And there is a plum there is a plum tree in the corner that was there when you were younger. Not that you got to eat the hay hay. No, just the perfectly rectangle lawn is making San feel uncomfortable, as it always did. It's just so perfectly rectangular, it's not natural. You're going, how did you get this angle? <laughs> I know you don't have any fancy equipment. You literally just have clippers. San is having an existential crisis over a lawn. Spent a lot of hours staring at that lawn, okay? No, there's a back door. A back window to some sort of room and kind of you can make out like some sort of little window that's peering from what must be a basement. Hmm. I peek in the back window, not the basement one. Not the basement. Not the basement. Yeah, it's looking into what this look into. By this point, it's looking into kind of a makeshift kind of library that your father has. Because mm. he used to keep everything locked in his office. But clearly now that, you know, you no longer live there and your mother doesn't live there, he's kind of spread himself out. So you can see a lot of the religious tomes and things that he used to have you like copy scriptures from. They're kind of lined up neatly in order of publication, even though most of them are the exact same fucking thing. They glare at them for lack of better things to do. They glare back. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. They're all mimics, run. Yeah, the back door is still as crap as ever. Hmm. Does like the kitchen it look like nobody's been in there for a long time? The library looks a bit more used. Okay. 
Mm. You think in the times that Cormac does come back to the house, he's very much there to get paperwork and cross-reference with books and things. He's not there to eat. Do I want to do like start burning spell slots already? Not really. <laughs> Will you need them later? Probably. Probably. <laughs> I say being me. I know it's the idiot thing to do, but the back door's locked, isn't it? Yes, it is. I'm not that mean. I didn't give you a gate that wasn't there before and an unlocked door. There's no, like, mailbox bit, is there? No, the mailbox was no. on the front door. Yeah. It was just for a try. Just for a guess. That was... Check. Hmm. <sighs> Kick down the door. He's holding up a crowbar. Yeah. I actually have. It's actually something that could be used to open a door. Or, if it's not possibly locked from the other side, Misty stepping in unlock the door. It's an option. Not Trouble really. It. Why not? Can't see the inside. I thought, we could, I thought you could see through a window. You can see into the library, you can't see into the back door. So you can misty step into the library, but you can't like misty step behind the back door and just open it because misty step is you, it's a place you can see within range. Yeah. Mm. You'd need dimension know. door to do the other one. Charlemagne whinges at me for using spells at the moment. But he's not here. <laughs> mm. Dakota contemplates, Gaston Misty starts to get inside. Mm. Whilst Dakota thinks about it, I'm going to do the forbidden thing and look through the basement window. Okay. And I'm immediately traumatised. Not much has changed. In your absence. It is, you know, still horrifying. And you can, you can still make out the wooden beam that the manacles were strung over to give you limited movement. You can still make out the stone floor the cold walls that you just kind of lean against. More, it doesn't look like anything remarkable, which to you is the most unsettling thing because some of your worst memories are in there. But to anyone else looking in, it's just a room with a wooden beam. Maybe they use it for storage. Yeah. San is glaring at a basement. <laughs> I, I poke him in the shoulder. Yeah. So how are we getting in? Still figuring that part out. I don't know how much time we have. I mean, Shambles is looking quite eager with his crowbar. Are we sure it's even locked? 
Zan looks at you and having already tried the door. To be fair, I will talk to myself down. This is a point. Is anyone hmm. any good at picking locks? I mean, Dakota actually has a lot of picks. Not. Dakota, would you have you got some affinity with? Not right. saying. Yeah, I mean, that's the game, and I'm not. I'm not proficient with lock picks. It's just a part. It's just in my backpack. You can do it. You can do it, Dakota. You can do it. I look to sand for clarity because, well. Well, Shambles is improving. I still would rather not follow his word, especially given where we are. So I look to um, Sansi, what he thinks. Sand does his best to smile. It's it's a very grim smile. It's a check. Everyone's (laughs) Everyone's uncomfortable. Just get ready to run if things start going bad. So are we, should we pick the lock or Misty step in through the library? Or crowbar. Those are your three options. I'd say the lock picks are the safest bet because they'll leave the, mo- they'll leave the least amount of damage behind. Looks at Dakota a bit. Raises eyebrow a bit, but then we'll tread the door with a lock pick. Annika kind of lays a hand on your shoulder and casts Guidance. Yeah. So you, ha- so... you have a d4 to add to this roll. She's basically like supportive older sister noises. Don't let me down, guys. That's probably a letdown. Uh, I don't add anything to the lock picks because I'm not proficient with them, do I? Just your dex modifier. Uh, a seven plus two plus four. So, not very You high. need to roll the d4. Oh. Yeah, that's all the dice. Cool. I just wasn't sure if it came up with a four, and I was like, how dare you? Yeah, seven plus four plus dex, which is a two. Thirteen. I'm going to say that does it. I'd say the front door would have been a 15, but the back door's. Cormac hasn't really used the back door very much, so he only really uses it to open and go clip grass like a weirdo. Dakota open as as Dakota hears the lock done, she turns out excited. I broke into our house. So cool. Very proud of you. I think it's like don't make this a habit. This is one of those occasions where it's okay to do this. Indeed. Um, okay, he's a wanker. So, so we're in. How long do we have? Jerkin, where do we start? Shambles is rambling. Us to run. That's is how long we have. Shambles is rambling. So, right. Just open the door carefully. Just the hallway. You can kind of see the front door at the other end the corridor door door to your left going into what would be the library 
door to the right that you know goes to the staircase down to the basement. And, like, a spiral staircase in the corner that you know goes upstairs to the attic. Well, attic. Cormac's bedroom. Should we split up? Might be faster. Right, row. It's the library. And should we split up? Should I go? Should we, like, take a different room? Maybe faster? It's, it's not a big place. It won't take long to get around, so... Sure. Okay. Um, um, Sha- try not to break too much. Shambles smiles and says, I promise I will not break anything. I promise you that. Annika laughs. Shambles immediately knocks over a vase or something. <laughs> Shambles burns Sorry. the house down. <laughs> yeah, Shambles will look around in... Is it... Is there... Shambles off where would he keep his um, valuables no his trimming equipment for that lawn was there a shed out the back no he keeps it in like a it's like a crate thing in the kitchen probably in the kitchen Shab will go to the kitchen immediately Okay, Shambles is going to the kitchen. Dakota, you said you wanted the library, didn't you? Yeah, I'll go take a look in the library, see what I can find. Where are you going and where are you, where do you want Annika to go? Annika can go where she wants, I can't tell her what to do. I know, but Annika's kind of wanting you to have the least trauma, so is willing to go to the basement if you want. Sand's going to walk past the basement door and skirt it as widely as possible for a start. Sand climbs the ceiling briefly. <laughs> Just nook. Spider Sand. Spider Sand. Spider Sand. Gonna hit you with the can. Sand suddenly gets a Spider Man onesie out of nowhere. And I guess is going. Your kind of options are the. Living slash dining slash rec room upstairs or downstairs. Mm. I'm gonna go upstairs first. Annika's gonna go to the living room. Because you know, you spend enough time as a housekeeper, you're pretty you're pretty good at noticing when shit's wrong. Okay, we will stay with Shambles. Shambles, you open the door to the kitchen and immediately get a face full of dust. This thing hasn't been used in months. (sighs) Right. Shambles will look around for anything which may have been used to um, trim the garden. Shambles being petty at this point, at this part of the investigation. Shambles should be looking for a child. Shambles, where's the weed whacker? <laughs> okay, give me an investigation check. Sure. Oh, Jesus Christ, just really, there's a minus one. You brought this upon yourself. But it's a 19 plus minus one, 18. Okay, there is a small box. It is the only non dusty thing in this room. 
okay. kind of a wicker kind of box that's been weaved and you kind of open the lid and inside are two pairs of like trimmers a little little spade and some kind of you know like those rakes that are just like the hand the ones you can hold in the hand yeah yeah one of those okay i would like to uh, destroy all of them with acid splash Let's try and leave no traces that we were here. Shambles. I use acid splash. How does acid splash work, Shambles? Well, I was going to bend the blade, but I figured it's a bit, 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 bit better. It's a dexterity saving throw. Ah, uh, yes, that's dexterity saving throw that these inanimate tools can do. Yeah, so not entirely sure I can do this, actually. You can. They just fail the check. Okay, well, okay, then it is 2d6 acid damage. First, make me make me a deck saving throw. At make disadvantage. Me, me make one, okay. Yes, because the acid is coming out of your hands and one of them is fucking ruined. Oh, yes, of course. Okay. With a, um, with my deck 30 um, saving throw, lowest one is a 15. Okay, you do not hit the countertop or the floor or the carpeting or anything like that. You just melt the basket and the tools. Perfect. Because I'm going to say the tools had three hit points, because why not? Fair enough. I've ruined the tools, so, so you know, you've it's petty. The tools, you've ruined the basket, and now there's just kind of a light smell of melting metal. Cool. Shambles is satisfied with his work. He's now going to head. He's now going to leave and head elsewhere to try and do some more investigation to find the child. Okay. After thoroughly not investigating anything about this room, Shambles leaves. <laughs> well, the child's clearly not in here. How do you know? You were looking for the tools. You weren't looking for anything else. You've left now. It's Canon Dakota. Yes. You are mm. in the library. Why are you like this? <laughs> Why? Every time Just... Matt tries acid splash, it usually fails. Just fucking speechless, Matt. Actually, I like it's a lie. I've got plenty I could say right now. I like how this is a stealth mission. I melt the thing in the corner, which is going to be so fucking obvious when someone comes back here and thinks, oh, look, the tools have been melted with acid. Peculiar. They won't know it was us. Maybe some marmite fell out the cupboard. Who knows? Or maybe it was just a fucking dragonborn. I really want the title of this episode to be Why Are You Like This? <laughs> Spider Sand. Spider Sand. Shambles, why the fuck you like mind. this? <sighs> Yes, so that was in the library. Library. It's it's kind of it's it's basically someone set up several sets of shelves and they're just kind of covered in various scrolls and scripture books and kind of scribbled notebooks and documents. It's basically a clusterfuck of information. What do you I like information? I have no idea. Um any like Are you looking for the child? 
Uh, what are you looking for? It's like journal. Like journal. Okay, give me an journals. investigation. Uh, where's my dice? Where's my dice? Damn. Uh, 13. Okay. Looking at these, the ones on the shelves, this isn't, none of these seem to be journal journals. They're kind of research notes and like written conversations that he's had with people in confession and stuff like that. It's These are all about other people. They aren't about him. You think if he's going to have a journal, it's either going to be it's either going to be in his bedroom or it's going to be like hidden in a desk or something. And there isn't really a desk in here, so. All right. Dakota was intrigued seeing Sanavoid the basement. So I think Dakota's going to go look in the basement. Come to you in a second. Okay. I am going to make a meme about shambles in this time. <laughs> While everyone's spending their time wisely. Dan, you are upstairs. The upstairs is kind of... He's, he's basically gone through the wall where your room used to be. And, you know, it hasn't added much to his room, but he's basically turned that half into, like, a little office. I was wondering where my cupboard went. I say out loud to myself. Yeah, he's basically... He's removed any trace that you were here, except downstairs. Like, you don't see your bed. You don't see the little chest of drawers where your scriptures and, like, your holy symbol was. I know, it's oddly... It, in a way, it's oddly liberating. The fact he went through the effort to get rid of it because it was clearly affecting him. You know, some small vindictive part of you is like, yeah, fuck you. Can I just, without delving too deeply, can I just start poking around a bit and see what I can find? Yep, just give me an investigation. Ooh, my dice want to find my son, apparently. That's a 19 plus 2. Okay. Uh, ignoring the bit where your room was, because as much as he's clearly gotten rid of evidence of you, you're like, he definitely wouldn't hide any shit in, you know, his shame. Kind of cross over to where his bed is and, like, the bedside table and... The big old oak wardrobe that you were told belonged to your mother. Like he's still kept that, and you can see all his robes hung up in nice robes. Resist urge to rip them down. But behind some of the robes is a little wooden box that you recognise as basically the box he told you, "No, you will never touch this." And the few times that you did dare to do even go near it. You got backhanded. I reach for the box. When you're told something enough times, it sticks even though you're an adult now. It does take sand probably a good 30 seconds just to edge the box out. Kind of hold it for a second. And you're basically, instinctually, you're waiting for the slap. 
but it doesn't come and it kind of shakes you out of that mindset. And I'm guessing you were opening it? Yes. We can just yeet it out a window, either or. Uh, that seems a bit dramatic, I'll open it. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna judge. Well, I am. That's my job. But, <gasps> but you kind of peel open the box and there's a few things in it. There is, there is a bracelet in it. It's silver, but in and in the center of it is a dragonfly with like emerald wings. And in some of your younger memories, in Cormac's rage, he used to tell you. He used to rant and rave about how you, how you'd never looked like. Hannah, like you never the fact your eyes just weren't close enough to the emerald of hers you remember you have vague memories of your father's kind of hatred of jewelry and kind of decadence things like that so to see this here is odd under it is a old kind of bronze slightly rusted key that you recognize as the one they used to lock the basement door with and under that is three letters that seem to be an exchange between it's an exchange between you recognize the royal seal on them this has come from the court of Valorant. You can't actually read the writing. It seems to be in some sort of code that you don't know. I will take them all anyway. Just kind of... It's it's an old habit, but San's probably going to cover his hand before he touches the key, though. Yeah, that's fair. I take, I take the contents of the box and then close it and slide it back into place. I will note to you that the only bits of the letter that you recognize are, well, you recognize one of the names at the beginning and the end. Okay. It's exchanges between your father, Cormac, hmm. and some guy called Calreo. How do I spell that? C-A-L-R-E-O. Okay. I'm going to kill your father. I'm going to kill your father. <laughs> Listen to episode 11. And is there anything else of note in the room? Nothing that strikes you as out of place. It's all very... Ugh. In that case, I'm going to make my way back downstairs with the key kind of Sans just basically pulled the sleeve of his shirt slash jacket as far as his, over his hand as it'll go and then holding the key like that you kind of wander kind of exit the room you're in wander down spot the basement door and you're like hmm San didn't like this you kind of give it a nudge with your shoulder and it's open right now 
oddly. Kind of wander down these stairs and it's... The temperature immediately drops as you're going down. To spend any time down here for any period of time would be hell, really. You'd feel like you were freezing to death almost the entire time. But you remember in those mirror caves, in in that mirror room in the caves, on your way into the waste, there were all these different sounds that kind of echoed around you all and like you could hear the footsteps of your father coming up the stairs. San was muttering something about mirrors. Charlemagne heard a woman screaming and Shambles just saw dark flames. Oh god, carries in the darkness. But it was unsettling, to say the least. But you've done some horrific things in your time. Okay, we're all in the dark now. You've done some bad things in your time. And Ed- Edward's done some bad things in your name. <laughs> Everyone's turning off their lights in Zoom. No. God damn it. Hey, all of you. Someone screenshot this. <laughs> Maybe this is how we do ten candles. But you kind of, you get to the basement and the stairs end in another door. And this one is a bit more solid than the ones you've come through thus far. It's Yes, it's oak and yes, it's like well built. But it's almost I know, to you it seems so much bigger. It seems daunting almost. You kind of nudge the door and again, it's open. There's a padlock laying rusting on the final stone step as you go down. And you kind of look at it and you're like, huh. And you see a few chains along the door handle. See the place where the padlock would go. See a bolt rusted into place such that it can't move now. But it is iron and solid. And nudging the door open, you... It's just... It's a basement. It's a small stone box with a pile of dusty blankets that's thin and threadbare that wouldn't really keep anyone warm. There are holes in them from moths eating them. There's that tiny window peeking out into the garden with the perfectly cut grass that is too small to even get a hand out but just enough for the cold air to come rushing in. It's the only source of light in there. There is a wooden beam along the ceiling, hanging from which is two pairs of manacles with dried blood inside them, as if someone's pulled against them so tightly that they've chafed their own skin. 
you kind of turn in place and you see along the floor, along the back of the door, along the walls, there are gouges where someone has essentially scraped their fingers in a desperate attempt to escape, to feel something, to even be able to move. And to you, who spent a life locked in one room, unloved, uncared about, basically abandoned. To be locked in a room like this is your definition of hell. Anything down here that might... Yeah, is there like anything that looks like it's been bought down here? Maybe he's been using this room for storage once... Once he's by it's himself? Nothing here. Surprisingly, there is. It's been left basically exactly as it was gouges, blood stains, and all. Almost like some sort of. It has almost a reverent feel to it. It's been preserved perfectly. And the idea of preserving something like this does send a chill down your spine. I think that's it for me in here, basically. By this point, Shambles is in the corridor. San, you kind of wander back down the stairs. Annika emerges from the living room, shaking her head. And you will watch as Dakota, instead of coming out the library, comes out the basement. And Annika watches your face, San, as you see Dakota walk out of the basement. And you, Dakota okay? San kind of ignores Shambles for the moment. Just... What was down there? Um... Not a lot, to be honest. Manacles. That's more or less it. There's marks all along the wall. And spatters of dried up blood. But there's nothing that's... Look, there's nothing done there that we can use, really. So Anna's just kind of... I'm going to call it a thousand yard stare, just thousand yards staring into the doorway. Anna kind of looking worriedly at her husband it's like I didn't find any signs of a child being here which I guess makes sense since he clearly doesn't really live here I suppose Shambles, is there anything in the kitchen? Why does it smell like burning down here? I didn't find your child in there, no. Okay, let me rephrase the question. What did you damage? It's very clear the only thing he cares about is that sodic lawn of his. So, so he can't do that again. 
dickhead to Fox Palms. Sam just pinches the bridge of his nose. Thought we were very clear about not destroying anything, Shambles. I'm sure you had good intentions, because... I mean this with all the respect. You always seem to have good intentions, but we talked about not destroying anything. I could try and mend it, but I think my mate will be a bit beyond that at this point. You know, I don't... I don't have the energy to waste on arguing and asking why you did it in the first place. Still just sort of staring at the basement doorway. Well, we've eliminated every other... Well, between us and Ezra, we have eliminated everywhere else in town much as I don't want to see my father, I know Sam doesn't want to see his. If Orion's going to be anywhere, he's going to be in the cathedral. Then let's go there. You're not on your own. I'm not that dumb. Didn't say you were. Either of you. I may not be the smartest dragon, but I'm here for you both. No chance. Let's just go find Charlotte. I'm going to shut the basement door when Dakota's not in the doorway anymore. Um, you can see part of San wants to go down there, but the other part of him's like, no, that's not a good idea. It's unhygienic that they haven't cleaned it after all these years. Once we've dealt with this, if you still need to go down, then we'll do that. Thank you. But Orion comes first. Let's get going. Out the back door. Out the back. No one tread on the grass. Shambles follows the exactly as he's told. Word for word walk through gate wait open gate <laughs> walk through gate <laughs> close gate <laughs> Charlotte is the tutor to not open the gate first no uh, Charlemagne give me a quick perception check just to see if you've picked up anything in I'm going to say it's been about 15-20 minutes uh, that's is an 11. Okay, you're still struggling a bit with sight, but you hear a bit more of what they're saying. They've moved on from bickering about a budget. They're currently talking about security arrangements. 
for both Cormac and for Louis. Can I pick up if, like, they're worried about something right now, or is this just, like, normal? Like, just, oh, yeah, we always have our secure force, or have they heard something and are actually worried about something? They seem to be actively responding to a threat, rather than preemptive. It's very much they've gotten a bit of information and are going, oh, shit! Can I pick up any, like, use of like what this threat is at all can i With catch like sands no <laughs> damn it should have rolled higher hmm i feel like that should be the title of my campaign should have rolled higher <laughs> trying to decide if i want to be ballsy or not The rest of you kind of get to the mouth of the cathedral, like, by the statue, and Charlemagne is not nearby, and you're like... He's gone inside. <laughs> right, um... Sam, you were saying that they, they don't really let gold dragonborns in this city. Would it be wise for me to maybe make myself look more like a red dragonborn? I have a feeling red wouldn't be a much better choice. Okay. Okay, is there any other hills or just a general racism against dragonborns, basically? It's a racism against everybody thing, shambles. Okay, no problem. I was just trying to make things a bit easier, that was all. I just put hook my hook my hood the best I can. Annika raises an eyebrow and looks at her entire existence. Yes, one of the reasons I'm being persecuted is because I married a tiefling shambles. Not because you didn't marry a child. Yeah, there was that too. But that's a story for another day. More like for another bottle of wine. Yes. Everyone can get drunk before San tells that story. Chris is by me right now, actually. Lovely. You still owe me cheese. That's a story for wine and cheese. Annika has like a cheese counter. Annika and Sam open a cheese shop at the end of the campaign. Oh, that'd be adorable. Orion rides the cows into battle. I can see they're the type of people that will end up having like three or four kids and a cheese shop now. Yeah. <laughs> Why must I hurt them? I planned like a whole happy ending. Please don't ruin this. Oh, wishful. We must protect. We must protect. Shambles, I want to use your head. That's the beauty of making your own cannon. <laughs> when Caitlin inevitably ruins your life, you can <clears throat> pretend. There's a Tumblr post I've hung on to for years that literally goes ignoring cannon because I simply do not vibe with it. Plenty of games and story storylines have done that. <laughs> Do not care for this. <laughs> this is what happened. You're close enough that you can open the group chat. Whoop. So you can be like, Oi, Shah, where are you? I mean, I wouldn't dare call him Shah. <laughs> Renames him to Biff in chat. I, I put the Judge Judy gif in, tapping her hand <laughs> on her wrist like a what? All you get is error 404 does not exist. 
Uh, before I respond to the group chat, I would once again like to use two sorcery points so that I don't have to use any verbal or somatic components at all. And I'd like to use detect thoughts once again to grab the surface thoughts of uh, Cormac so that he can't detect that I'm checking on him. But I just want to know what, like, because they're talking about security right now. They're talking about an active threat. So that would be the most prevalent thing on his mind. I want to name. I'm going to say we're going to do an opposed intelligence check here. All right, that's fair. Pretty good. Uh, I got a 22. 13. Fucking garbage, Cormac. <sighs> the main bits you can get on the surface level is a mention of. It's a mention of your group. Spotted in warding light and heading this direction. That's what I was kind of concerned about and that's what I wanted to and they know Annika is with you uh all right uh with that I would immediately cut the spell because I don't want him to have any clue that I was in there now respond to the group chat do not come into cathedral they know we are up here or at least on our way. Dan just writes back one word. Figures. <laughs> Annika sends that well, duh. Your father is actively preparing security for us as I am saying this to you. Okay. Is anything else happening? He's talking to some sandy-haired gentleman about this. Oh. That's literally what you get back in response is, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a sandy-haired gentleman whose robes seem fancier than they should be. Is the easiest way to describe him. Is he dressed overly festively? Does he look like Santa Claus? Do, is he Not dressed that like festive. He's better, is he dressed like he's better than you? I take a mental photo and I send it to the group chat. <laughs> this guy. You get a ah shit from Annika. <laughs> Again from Sam. Oh. <laughs> That's my dad. That's my father-in-law. <laughs> when San says messages that, you all recognize him from your trip down memory lane in the waste. Because oh. Cormac, San's father-in-law, and the local prison warden were all in a meeting together. Wonderful. All comes full circle, baby. <laughs> Uh, as this is happening, I would probably remove myself from the cathedral at this moment. Okay, just give me a stealth for 
DC's fairly low because they're busy. Well, hopefully it's that low. Uh, that is only an eight. It was not that low. I kind of figured. Can you give me a perception check? Hey, even at disadvantage, that is a 14. Okay, you don't notice anything different. But Louis doesn't notice. But considering you're talking about security, Cormac's head snaps up. When you leave, because you're not familiar with this religion and you're not familiar with the practices of this church, San, if San was watching a live stream, would realize you've left during... You went to get up during the most reverent part of the song. The part where you're meant to stay kneeled and you're meant to focus your energy on giving thanks. You've basically sworn it to God, really. Wouldn't be the first time. Won't be the last. Standard for Chad. But it immediately places you as an outsider. And Cormac is staring dead at you. Just kind of stare back with my one eye, my half work form. And I don't, I'm not going to react at all. I, I just, I'm not react. Like, I just don't know any better. And I'm just going to keep moving as if I just am just ignorant. I'm going to make no mention or notice that I even know Cormac at all. I'm not going to keep his gaze or anything young man uh, yes what are you doing uh, um, uh, I'm kind of on leave and I kind of walked in here and kind of got lost in thought and I was trying to get out of here I, I'm, I, I don't, don't do well with uh, mute music like this makes me uncomfortable Why would you walk into a church? Uh, well, you're uncomfortable with music. I've been trying out, as I said, I'm all leaving, not from around here. I've been trying out lots of different churches, trying to see if any of them, you know, stick. Yeah. Faith is very important. Many, and I've never found any, so. Who are you traveling with? Oh, oh j just me, sir. Traveling on your own, on leave, in these dangerous times. Well, yeah, you know, my family's dead and I haven't found anyone who loved me, so haven't got a lot of people who'd want to travel with me. What do you on leave from? Uh, well, well, I was stationed at uh, Camp Alak, but uh, that blew up, so guess I'm on leave from the military until uh, I get some other information. You have like that confidentiality rule, right? Uh, your, your father, emissary, I don't know what you go by here. Where you, emissary. I feel I'm supposed to be able to tell you anything. Most people address me as your eminence. Uh, uh, all, all, all right, your, your eminence. Make me a wisdom saving throw, please. 
All right. That is a dirty 20. He just tried to tech thoughts on you. AKA, he read your surface thoughts and tried to go deeper. So. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have got anything. And I'm going to just want to. still open, though. Oh, no. So he saw the connection. Because I count, I count messages like a short-term memory kind of thing. Where you constantly refresh it. And since the keep... is actively making use of it, kind of on the surface, I'm afraid. I'm going to keep acting ignorant anyways. And uh, just kind of see what his reaction is. Because he didn't get, you didn't just, you just saw that there was a connection, right? He couldn't like read it. He saw there was a connection to several other people. So he knows you're lying about being alone to start with. When do you think of, when you mention Camp Elak, what's the first thing that came to your head? Uh, would have been the guard he towers. Has detect thoughts, so. I'm a still, I'm a very cagey individual, and especially if I'm trying to lie to anyone. Working as a psychic, I know that there's a chance that anyone, but just like when I dealt with Bishop, like I'm always on the ready with this kind of stuff. So all I was thinking about was guard towers, which I did make quite notice of while I was at Camp Iraq. Whilst you're being shot at, yes. Look at it this way, son. I, I, I know it's not, I'm not an idiot. You're clearly connected to people. They're clearly nearby. What's the harm in coming in? I mean, it's almost time for the evening sermon, but I'm sure we've got some spare food if it's that's what you're here in town for. Well, your eminence, I, uh, I appreciate your kindness and the fact you're not going to try a pry or anything like that, but I, don't, I just don't feel that we're really the, a churchy type. It's nothing about being a churchy type. It's about being willing to give to people. Church is more than just religion. It's charity. Well, Father, I'll be honest, Your Eminence. When you've uh, seen the things that I've seen, your giving nature isn't uh, as giving. You'd be surprised. Maybe we'll meet again, though, someday, Your Eminence. Can those of you standing outside please give me a perception check? Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Okay, uh... Plus two. Seventeen. Uh, fourteen plus five, nineteen. Shambles, dice turned up! Crit twenty plus one. Okay, there are four guards coming straight towards you, and Shambles, you're pretty sure you've sent something else watching you, but you can't pinpoint it. Okay, it's the, um, it's the same feeling of being watched you've had since morning light. Okay, um, 
not wanting to cause even more commotion because obviously Shambles doesn't know what's been going on in the church. So Shambles puts into the group chat, we've got some, we've got guards and we've got something watching us. I can feel something watching us. I cut my connection to the group chat. I would have cut also my connection to the mm. group chat the minute yeah. that he made reference that I was connected to anyone. And actually, probably the second that he, like, I figured out he was in my head, I would have severed the connection to the group yes, chat to try and protect fair. them. It was more it was more aimed at Dakota and, and San and Annika, basically. So I didn't shout it out loud. Shambles will... How, how fast they ran towards us? Uh... How far away are they? They're about 40 foot from you. Are they running or are they just walking? They're striding up the steps. Okay. Are they aware? Are they, have they noticed us yet or not? They're, they're beelining to you. Okay. 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 Shambles turns around. So like, Dakota, get them out of here. I'll distract them. <laughs> well, yes, best. child, you can't do magic. Yes, get the thing. Escort them out of here. I will cover them. I, as I say, as I, as Shambles mutters that, I say to San and Annika, I'm sure we can find the way there. We'll see you later, Dragonborn. Please, follow me. I'm sure we can find it. And I will, like, try and, like, lead San in Annika off. Where? Because um, their guards are making a beeline towards you, two on each side of the staircase that goes up. A step so... forward. Ooh. <laughs> Just step forward, hands up. Right. <laughs> Try. Shambles tried to do something good. Shambles looks sad. <laughs> I try, Charlemagne. I really try. He's thinking his head to himself. <laughs> okay. Nothing else is there to do, is there, but to die well. We're not here to kill you, Dragonborn. What do you want? His eminence wishes to speak to your party. We are merely the escort. Let's see. Is his brain inept? He's learning. If you would proceed inside the cathedral. They will they will heavily armed, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, a one armed dragonborn with with emotional issues is not gonna present a chance against Thor. You are all shepherded in, and Charlemagne, you, you've kind of reached a stalemate with Cormac. And he kind of raises an eyebrow at you as you hear the door go and the clanking of metal. And you see your compatriots brought in. Would you like to try that again? No, not really. Let's just get this fucking over with. 
Alright. I am going to offer you lot a deal. I know why you're here. Well, I know why you two are here. Looking at San and Annika. It's just staring dead back at him. But I don't know why the other three of you are here, honestly. I've heard just tale of... They're just people we've roped in with us. Now, now, boy, I wasn't talking to you. Oh, I do apologize, your eminence. I'd watch that tone with me. You don't want Orion to end up where you were. My mother would be rolling in her grave if she'd seen don't what Don't you become. speak of Hannah, you whelp. Kind of like, he has anger issues too. Kind of takes Runs a in the family. Yeah. <laughs> takes a deep breath and kind of calms himself. Louis kind of edges up next to him. Now that you can see him, you notice that his his eyes are kind of creepy, honestly. It's very much like they're looking through you for something useful, rather than any form of giving a shit about you. But... I am going to offer you an opportunity. I was given a gift recently. In the name of our of our goddess, Dolora. A chance it is an opportunity to cleanse this corruption that is going through our community. Kind of looking at Annika and at you, San. And I am well aware through my information that one of you is in need of a version of this. Looks at Dakota pointedly. I will fix what is wrong with your friend here. I will prevent her from literally burning from the inside out. If you leave this city now and never return, there will be a kill-on-site order issued once you have departed the city walls, but I will not pursue you beyond there. You see, Sir Louis looks fucking furious at that point. Orion will be raised as Thomas Maramai, my nephew, in accordance with our religion and with the assistance of Louis' family. Once a year, Annika will be able to visit the child under supervision. And when he is 18, he can choose what he wishes to do. This is the only time I will make this offer. Make your decision. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice and Suffering. If you enjoyed it, check out everyone involved in the description and find the rest of the episodes on all podcasting platforms or at themindgame.org. And may your dice rolls go well, though we all know they won't. <laughs>